Okay, got it. Ready? <clears throat> You're listening to Paul Elmore. Paul Elmore. <laughs> Shh. The story okay. goes, um, it's amazing what teaches you or what hits you um, in certain ways. Um, one day, just some random day at home, I can't even tell you, you know, well, mm-hmm. there's nothing special about this day. Um we were setting the the places at the dinner table for family dinner. And as I was putting the plates around, my youngest son, he was probably about three years old at the time. Mm-hmm. And as I put plates down, I hadn't gotten to his place setting yet. And he was watching. And all of a sudden, out of the middle of nowhere, he looks up at me. And I don't know if it was his tone or if it was the look in his eyes, or if it was, I don't know what it was, but he said three words. He said, what about me? Mm -hmm. As if he had been forgotten, as if he had been left out of, you know, just setting dinner. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, whatever it was, that hit me me like a ton of bricks, because I realized that is what I have had screaming in my head Mm. for a long time. Right. It's this, what about me? Right. Who's going to finally take care of me? I spent so much of my energy taking care of everybody else. Is anyone ever going to ever focus on me and Mm. meet my needs? And all of my action, all of my behavior going outwards towards other people is genuinely trying to meet that three-word phrase. I'm trying to have someone pay attention to me. Mm-hmm. What about me? And that 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 selfish motive taints tainted everything that I was doing with everybody else. And again, when he said it, it's it almost in a way gave me permission to say those words out loud. Mm-hmm. Here I am, a grown man, right. father, husband, and I'm resonating with the sentiment of a three-year-old child. Mm-hmm. That probably tells me, Kayla Lightbulb goes on, I got some wounds and I got some stuff going on from very young. Yeah. And and I just become aware of it. And as I became aware of it, when it popped up in the strangest places, okay, this is going to be really crazy, but I walk into the kitchen some other random day and when I walk into the kitchen, I see the cereal box left out on the counter and the wrapper from this thing and the toast crumbs over here and the um, leftover food over here on the counter. There's all this stuff. And when I walk in and it starts to make me mad because it's like, great, I'm the one who has to clean all this up. I got a wife, I got kids. Doesn't anyone else pick up this stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, around the house. Why can't anyone else pick it up? The mentality in my mind is, if you guys clean that up, you're thinking about me. Mm-hmm. You're doing this as a way of taking care of me so I don't have to pick it up. Right. How unbelievably selfish is that mentality? Because when someone's making toast, they're not supposed to be thinking about me and how I'm feeling two hours later walking into the kitchen. Unless it's your toast. Unless it's my toast. <laughs> yeah. But... There's, again, that piece of, right. you didn't pick up the kitchen, what about me? Yeah. Who's going to think about me and and clean up after themselves? Because mm. I'm the one that has to do it all. 
codependency is really rooted in this this selfish perspective this really um deep down um uh, focus on on your own self it's weird that's i'm that's in, that's very interesting because it, it it's selfishness disguised as servitude brilliant <laughs> that that should be the tagline for this whole project selfishness disguised as servitude yeah yeah but and and you really don't trust that anybody is going to look out for you. You don't. And so so when you're when you're when you equate toast crumbs from breakfast as uh, a burden on you later on the day and and nobody's, you know, looking out for your needs. Everybody's looking out for their own really. I right. mean, it's that they're just they made toast and they probably turned the TV on and watched yep. a cartoon yep. and and never came back to it. Yep. There's nothing wrong with that. No, and and I think we've all as parents walked into a kitchen with the milk left out or a, you know a, a cereal crumbs yeah. on the table or whatever. Yeah. Um and so I, there there is that oh, I got to clean this up. I wish the kids would clean up after themselves. Can you imagine how toxic and how disruptive it becomes in a relationship, though, when I walk into the kitchen and I see the toast crumbs and the wrappers left out, and my immediate thought is, is this person doesn't love me. Yeah. that's. And now I respond to them out of that Right, that because they just harmed you. They harmed me by not putting away the toast crumbs or right. putting away the cereal box. And you believe it was intentional or, or neglectful on their part exactly. of you. They should be thinking about me. Right. Interesting. It becomes incredibly toxic. Yeah. And for years, I mean, I this fueled my anger and my frustration with my family and the wounds and the hurts I, I caused my family. Mm. And it was very passive aggressive. I would go in there and I wouldn't say anything. No. you. I would be slamming cupboards and, and huffing and sighing and scraping all this. And someone would come in. What's wrong? The answer is nothing. <laughs> I'm just cleaning the kitchen. I seem to be the only one who knows how to clean the kitchen around yeah. here. Da, 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 da. And now I all this passive aggressive, snarky kind of attitude. So the person just goes, fine. And they walk out, which reinforces the no one cares about me because I got a crappy attitude. Why would they want to hang out with me? Mm-hmm. And it just becomes this nasty, toxic cycle going down and down and circling the drain. Um, toast crumbs aren't about me. Right. <laughs> hey, I wish they were. thanks for listening to this podcast if you'd like more information please visit paulelmore.com